you have to be willing to get your hands dirty, do things that people are unwilling to do, you know, do more than other people are willing to, to do. Hello, welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, we got Allison Bridges. Allison, how are you doing today? Wonderful. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you joining us. Allison's a business and real estate investor, mom of four. And uh, man, talk about a busy life. Mom of four, uh, she owns Curl Evolution Salon, Curl Faction Hair Care, and Living Modern Rentals. Uh, her real estate investing is focused on small apartment buildings, single family homes, Airbnb rentals, uh, as well as she's a general partner and limited partner in large apartment complexes and mobile home parks. So, man, Allison, that's a lot. That's a mouthful. I really appreciate you joining us. Why don't you give our listeners a bit more about your background, kind of how you got started, and we'll dive in. Absolutely. So um, I'll I'll take it back a little ways. I got kicked out of high school. Yeah, I didn't like to go to class. <laughs> so I got kicked out of high school and sent to tech school. And so I was able to get my cosmetology license huh. a little early and um, started uh, doing hair when I was um, just graduating high school. So that was a great head start for me. And um, I opened my first business when I was uh, 23 years old. And uh, that's the salon that I currently still have today. So we've been in business for 17 years. And through that, serving our customers, uh, we specialize in curly hair and serving our customers um, presented the need for hair care products that would serve them better. So that came the need for a Curlfection hair care brand products. So we formulate and work with a chemist and, and have hair care products that help curly girls. And then um, looking to diversify my income, looking to diversify my focus, uh, we started doing real estate about four years ago. Hmm. and started with uh, Burr Method and picking up single family homes that were in our neighborhood in, in our hometown in Long Island, New York, and then branching out to doing some out-of-state investing with small apartment houses and Airbnb rentals and became very friendly with a lot of people that are syndicators and doing larger apartment deals and uh, mobile home parks. And that resonates with me because I like to be able to afford uh, you know, uh, um, give people the opportunity to have some affordable housing options as well. So that um, was right in our area of um, what we were focusing on as well. So I'm also um, general partner and um, also a limited partner on a bunch of apartment houses and, and things like that. So love it. Yeah. So let's, let's go back. Cause I think the getting kicked out of school is fascinating. Yeah. Um, and then, and then doing what you do, you know, most people, they get kicked out of school. They, you just you just kind of think oh if somebody got kicked kicked out of high school doesn't doesn't finish high school well maybe you did but uh not the traditional sense right um you're just like out there most people just you just kind of think that you're just not going to amount to much right it's probably right. the label you are given absolutely like yeah absolutely and and even in the industry as well the hair the hair industry has that same stigma to it as well so. You know, I guess it depends on if you're a fighter, you just go against the grain mm -hmm. and say, did, well, did you have that feeling that you weren't going to amount to anything at one point in time, or was it always yeah, whatever I'm going to get, I'm going to make this happen. Oh no, I was always going to be 
making something happen. I was always going to be, I like from the time I was young, I always knew that I would be okay, but being okay isn't okay with me anymore. You know, yeah. now it's, I want to be, um, you know, in a, in a much better than okay. <laughs> yeah. What do you say to people that are in a position like you were in, you know, like how do you, how do you reach that success level versus, you know, being somebody who just doesn't amount to anything truly? I think you have to be willing to get your hands dirty, do things that people are unwilling to do you know, do more than other people are willing to to do and then shut out and shut down the people that are the naysayers, because a lot of times that's, you know, that might even be your own family members, or it might even be people that are close to you that, you know, you just have to shut out those voices and know your own path of what you're working towards. Yeah. Was your family like when that happened, what what was that reaction like were they supportive were they like you're, you're gonna be okay or was it uh pretty negative um i would say it was probably a bit more negative i mean yeah. mom having to go to Naturally, school right. doesn't really go over too well you know <laughs> i was definitely you know a tougher kid i had my own ideas of how things would go yeah um and so you know it's i i had to go out on my own just for myself when I was a bit young, I moved out at 15. So, you know, you just have to kind of just shut it, close your ears, shut it down and just keep your head down and keep working and, and do right. the things that other people are not willing to do. Yeah. So you've got um, a lot of stuff going on. You've got the, the two hair care businesses. You've got the real estate stuff going on. You got a lot of stuff going on in real estate, even with that. So I would call it, you've got three businesses, but you probably have a lot more than that when you really break it down because you've yeah. got the the vacation rentals, the single families, the apartments, you know, you, so you got a lot going on. How do you juggle it all with four kids? Um, you know, what are maybe, maybe what are some success habits that allow you to be successful and still be present? I think that utilizing, you know, utilizing help is tremendous. Um, and that's like just household help. Just uh, we send our laundry out. Um, a housekeeper mm -hmm. comes to the house, just utilizing people that would, it would, you know, it, it would take me six hours a week to do that laundry where I can put that effort either to recovery time for myself or work time uh, on, on something that we're working on. Um, so just utilizing other people. And I guess we, my husband and I work really well together. We're very opposite people or opposite type of people. So we balance each other really nicely. And um, we run traction, which I know a lot of entrepreneurs run traction, but we run traction for everything. So now it's all, <clears throat> it's all on one full, well, it's really three sheets um, once a week. Uh, and it includes our family as well. So hmm. to the businesses, all the the higher level items that need to get taken care of, what is the current, you know, things that need to happen right away. And then all the way down the line through the list of the kids' names uh, for our household. That's cool. I've never heard anybody using traction for their household, but uh, <laughs> uh, got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you got to do. So are the kids like, do you, do you go through traction with your kids? Like show them what, what to do? No, um, if they are, we try to incorporate our kids into a lot of our business stuff. They yeah. know our numbers, they know net worth, they know, 
what debts out if it's you know um, good debt on on real estate properties or whatever it is we have those conversations um if they're like maybe home from school or something they'll sit in on one of our meetings and get they'll get the same printout that you know mm. tim and i get um and, and we will try to include them in there but um we so have when did you start do you start including them like how, how we i would say them? probably around six or so we, yeah. we will always have open conversations i always hated when i was a kid and nobody would talk about money ever right but I always hate that. And it was always so secretive. And so we're very open about talking about money. I don't, I don't care. I'll, I'll, if my kids ask me a question, like, you know, then I, I tell them and. Um, it was very, I'm the same way. It was very secretive and it was uh, maybe not looked down upon as the right word, but just kind of held really tight to the chest and like, you don't want, yes. you don't talk about it. You don't mention it. And you know, also my parents just didn't really have a lot of it. So they had six kids and they had enough oh, wow. money to take care of six kids, but you know, they didn't have a lot of money, um, free discretionary income. So maybe that was part of it too, but it was, it, it seemed like it was always either a negative or it was just like, yeah, we'll leave that subject alone. You mentioned something that you said, they know the numbers net worth. They know what your guys' net worth is or they know what net yeah. worth is. They no. do. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They ask. I, I struggle with saying that because my kids will say, are you, are you guys, are you millionaires? And I just struggle with say, saying, you know, too much because I don't want them. I, there's that line. Like, I don't want them to think we're rich and just to, some somehow assume that, you know, that means we're different somehow. Right. But I also want them to know about money and be open about it. So I think it's really valuable and important. So it's just interesting to hear somebody that openly says it. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I, we openly say it. We value money. Um, you know, if, we, if we're working on a, a project and, you know, we'll put the kids on some of the house projects, build a deck, do this, whatever. Mm-hmm. They'll go, They'll buy the material we're, we're shopping. We're showing them how to buy, you know, the best quality material that we can for the price point. So they're getting it from both ways. We're shopping, you know, as smart as we can. Um, and then while we're growing net worth as, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just always an interesting uh, conversation, but I do think it's super important to be able to be open with the kids and talk to them about what's going on and what you're doing. My kids will talk a lot about wanting things. And and one of the things my parents would always say is we can't afford that. And I'm trying mm. to be very open about, we just don't want to afford that. Like this is something we're not interested in buying. And it's not because we don't have the money for it. It's because it's just not the best place for our money to go. So I think there, and there's a big distinction in my opinion about those two things, right? We can't afford yeah. it. You're telling your Absolutely. kids like money is this roadblock, right? We don't want to afford it. We're being responsible. Yes, absolutely. I think it's really important to be appropriate with your language because you're telling them a story otherwise, and they'll just keep telling it to themselves. Right, right, right. Um, okay. Let's um, what's a mistake that you have made in the business and how did you learn and grow from it? Mistake I learned made in the business. Um, Oh, I've made so many mistakes. Um, I think what is a mistake? Um, I think becoming partners with somebody 
that wasn't aligned with, you know, I, I was just excited to have a partner, like thinking that somebody was going to share this work with me and that they had the same work ethic that I did. And, um, and that's not the case. And it's really a marriage and you really have to, you need to date, 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 date before you go ahead and, and get into partnership with anybody. Um, but I've made so many mistakes, so many. <laughs> but I think <laughs> as, long as, you, as long as you learn from them, then you're making progress. Yeah. And I think that's a big one. The, the partnership, you know, it's like you said, you get so excited at the beginning and sometimes you talk with somebody and it just clicks like things. You, you both have a lot of the same ideas or like that, that overall vision might be right on. Right. You're like, both are like, yeah, this is exactly where I want to go. Yeah. Great. Me too. Same thing. And you get excited and you get into business, but you don't really know anything about that person or you don't know enough about that person to have a good, true, good partnership. And then when, when, when push comes to shove, when the hard work has to begin, when, you know, whatever, are they into it? Like you're into it? Are they chasing the next shiny object? You know, we, a lot of times we get so excited about the potential of starting this business, running this business, and having this partnership that it's just like, we, get, we jump in too early. You're more, you're more excited about the partnership than you are. It's like being more excited about the wedding than the marriage. Yeah. So what would you say? Like, what, what can somebody do that's, that's, you know, starting or interested in a partnership and is excited about something like what, hold up. This is what you need to think about. I think about, um, making sure that there's somebody that compliments you and is not the same as you. If, if you are that way and they are the same, they have the strengths that you do. That's not a good partnership. Hmm. You need somebody that excels in an area that you do not. And that is a good partnership as long as you're aligned in what you're working for. And then I think a lot of people's, especially for women, um, the home life comes into play a bit more. Um, and, and that has to be aligned as well. And, and so that's what kind of happened with my partnership was that their focus was 100% on family and not business at all. Yeah. And, um, and that's what ultimately was when we needed to, um, split the partnership. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, and of course family is important, right? But if, as long yes. as you understand where the boundaries are and the expectations, again, it's all about expectations and making sure both of, both of you are aligned with expectations. One person's willing to put in 30 hours, you know, a, a, a week and the other person's going to put in 90 hours a week. That's a little different, you know, not, or, or yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. That's a little yeah, different. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a, uh, definitely one, one thing I say is, uh, you know, for me, it's like, can I, can I have a beer? Can I hang out and have a beer with them? Like, that's another thing mm -hmm. that I really look for is like, I want to make sure I can hang out with that person and, and actually enjoy time with them. Cause there's going to be times where it's going to yeah. not be, uh, you know, all... be fun. <laughs> yeah. So we, we want to make sure we can actually stand each other, right? That's really important. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about scaling. Some of the things you're doing, you already talked about, um, you know, traction, obviously that's, that's really valuable. Any other things you're doing to continue to scale and grow this business or these businesses um, that are really valuable? Um, I think um, just employing people that have my, that, have strengths where I am not as strong, where I cannot put as much focus. 
So like the product line, we now have a dedicated marketing company that is mm -hmm. working with that company. Is that your company or is that a third-party company that you've hired? Uh, it's a third-party company that I've hired, but mm -hmm. they basically, um, they act as a CMO mm -hmm. and um, in, in growing that brand. So when do you bring that in-house or do you bring that in-house? Is that something you thought you've thought I about? I think you could bring it in-house, but I think it would be a lot more expensive. Yeah. So right now it's, um, as if I can keep it out of house for right now, it will be, it's better to get that product more off the ground. Yeah. Um, and that's an important distinction, right? Sometimes we want to bring things in house quickly and we're looking at bringing some of our property management and our construction management in house, but it's what you just said right there is, is really valuable. It might be more expensive. Like it, it's nice to bring mm -hmm. some stuff in house. It's nice to bring everything in house. But sometimes it just doesn't make sense. And so even Absolutely. when you look at big companies, they don't have everything in house. They outsource no. things. They, yeah, they outsource it to certain things and you got to really choose. Do I really want to put the extra effort into learning this other side of the business mm -hmm. or do I just employ these people that they're already crushing it? Let's go, you know, yeah, put them on the team, but not so much. Absolutely. Um, what you've got all these food groups of real estate. We talk a lot about real estate on the show. So I want to dive into some of these food groups, which, which ones may, maybe do you like better than the others or, you know, what's kind of your main focus right now? I like the, you know, I like my thousand dollar apartment rentals. Um, I'm, I'm, I like uh, small apartment buildings. I like providing a hell of a lot better um, service and, than what has previously been offered to the people yeah. um, in the areas that we focus on. Just not being a slumlord, right? <laughs> Just, yeah. Like it's not that hard yeah. and they, people are really appreciated, especially, mm -hmm. um, you know, coming in into some of those, you know, older properties, because we have some older properties that are pretty cool. And, um, you know, people just really appreciate that. And uh, I enjoy the Airbnb we have family focused airbnbs so they're you know durable they've got you know just a lot of different features that a family would you know want um when they're these like vacation rentals or is it yes okay yeah they're vacation rentals at a lake community and gotcha. um yeah so it's kind of like camp for families basketball courts beaches you know, but we, you know, make sure that there is, um, you know, the child safe electric, you know, over the electric and uh, things are a little bit more durable along the walls. We have, you know, stuff that kids can bang into a little bit if they need to. <laughs> so love it. Um, are you guys self-managing the vacation rentals or are you third-party managing those? No, I, I manage them. You manage those? Yes. Is, is, and is that, is it worth managing? Well, they, I think the answer is yes, because you said you like them, but it's worth it managing those. Um, 100%. And does it take a lot of time? Like, no. what, what's that? No, I utilize um, a lot of apps. So I use a lot of apps that auto send people the messages. So all that stuff is already plugged in and ready to roll. Um, very clear with the guests of, you know, the information that they've, every time a guest asks me if I could put it into my main email that they get, the next client's going to get a more thorough email. And um, yeah, it's a lot of times it's just messaging back people that just had a great time at the house. And 
the housekeeper is coming to clean and, you know, so I'll just message with them a little bit, but it's, it's really not um, a lot of extra time at all. Yeah, that's that's been one of my like biggest hesitations with the vacation rentals is just that they it's an extra distraction maybe in my daily life and I'm not yeah. sure if I I'm ready for this extra distraction. Yet. Yeah, you have to you have to be ready to hear that certain ding like oh somebody has just texted <laughs> I have to I have to answer that one. Yeah, yeah, and I mean I I we basically anywhere we travel we're using a vacation rental we're not a short term rental we're not um, typically staying in hotels very, very rarely, unless yeah. it's me traveling by myself. And even then a lot of times it's not. Uh, so, and, and I'm not, at least me personally, we're not high maintenance. So, you know, maybe everybody's the same as me. I don't know, but I'm sure mm -hmm. there's going to be some people that are very high maintenance. That's what you worry about is like that person that has like 67 questions over a three minute period of time. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, what's going on here? Um, all right. So what, what are, um, what's like morning habit, evening habit, daily habit? What's the, what's the, some, what are some daily habits that you, um, really like to do dig into daily habits? You know, I've, um, I had gotten very into the whole, you know, miracle morning, the whole thing for a while. And then I was listening to a podcast with Alex Hermosi and he was talking about, people being dependent or crutched on their morning mm. or being crutched on their habit. And I was like, you know what? That makes a ton of sense because I don't want my productivity to be linked in my brain to, oh, I didn't do my special whatever. I don't have, as long as I have black coffee, we're going to go. Mm. So that's that's what um, I, so I've, I've come away from having habits that are like a daily thing. Yeah. Um I will try to get in a 10 minute meditation, maybe once a week, twice a week. But aside from that, um, a lot of, a lot of those habits, I've actually dropped them. Yeah. That's interesting to, yeah. It's almost like some of these can be, like you said, like a crutch, like it's mm -hmm. like, think of like the baseball player that has to tap the bat. Yeah, or I've got to wear my special dirty times. socks or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. exactly. Some of my that. socks are off. <laughs> it's it's like you know, and and I'm not saying you shouldn't do daily habits. I'm fine if you do. I'm fine if you don't. But I, I can understand Alex's point. I really actually like uh, listening to that guy. He's, mm -hmm. he's he's a very interesting guy. There's there's something for everybody, and I think that's important. Is you, you understand what works for you and what what doesn't, and yes and embrace whatever works for you and don't have to be pigeonholed to somebody else's, you know, perfection or routine or whatever they think is the right way to live their life. Like, no, you, you work what works for you and what makes you successful. Absolutely. I feel like we go through seasons of busyness too. There'll be a time that we're crazy busy mm. running around and, and then that season is over because that house gets finished or, you know, um, the job gets done at the shop or whatever it is. And then, and then it chills out a little bit. So it's yeah. more seasons than anything. Yeah. Yeah. In some of those seasons, you just may not get that daily meditation in, or you right. may not get that daily workout in whatever it might be, but that's okay. Like, don't let yeah. that derail who you are and what you're doing. Yeah. It doesn't slow down progress. Yeah. Love that. 
Um, Allison, a couple last questions before we wrap. What's a, what's a favorite book that you can recommend to our listeners? I'm currently reading 10X is Better Than 2X by Ben Hardy. Hmm. And when I say reading, I mean audible because mm-hmm. um, I'm in the car a lot. My kids are very busy across Long Island. So, uh, so listening they get to listen to with you. What's that? Do they get to listen with you? Um, they don't like to. Yeah. They ask me to <laughs> shut off. I, they don't want to listen to that. So I, I like to turn on my uh, 2000 rap music for them instead in the car. I get them going. But um, no. Uh, yeah. So that 10X is better than 2X is really good. Written by Ben Harney. It's about Dan Sullivan and his company, Strategic Coach. And there's a lot of really good little nuggets about it. But the audible version is Ben Hardy and Dan Sullivan, um, you know, just having a back and forth conversation in between chapters that you don't get in the book. And I think it just brings a little bit of a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I love audible as well. I probably read (laughs) reading quote unquote uh, (laughs) 90% of my books on. on Yes. Uh, Yeah. Great way to go. Um, okay. And then, um, last question, I guess, what are your three pillars of wealth creation? Pillars of wealth creation, I guess. I mean, my, my pillars would be, you know, the salon industry, the hair care brands, and then the real estate all separated, I guess is what I would think of, but just diversifying everything as much as I possibly can while keeping it under control. Um, you know, that way, if I see a market downturning, I can pivot and work in some other area um, just as a, you know, just to play some defense on it. What's your vision moving forward here? Kind of, you've got the hair care, you've got the real estate, kind of two totally separate things. What's your vision to moving forward and, and growing? Well, my vision for the real estate is I, I feel like the hair care, the salon feeds the um, the real estate. So the salon is a very active business. There's a lot of touch points back and forth every day. It's a very fast moving business, but the real estate is very slow moving, very, very slow moving. So I kind of feel like, it, you know, the the profit that might get kicked off from the salon gets put into real estate. And then, you know, I'm not going to do the salon life forever. That's unreasonable to, um, to think that. So I think having that real estate now kicking monthly income off to us, um, all right now, all of our monthly income goes right back into the real estate, but there will be a point where that's not the case. And so when the time comes, it will not just be a sudden flip of, lifestyle it's just a slow balance where a salon was higher up before and then the switch will happen where now it's going to be real estate um more strongly as we get older yep yep and that makes sense and they they obviously complement each other right the salon is more of your active income that's that's yes that's it but that also feeds not only your lifestyle what you're doing but it feeds the real estate investment which eventually will feed your lifestyle as you you know, sell the salon businesses. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Love that. Um, all right, Allison. Well, how can our listeners get in touch with you learn more about uh, what you're doing? Sure. Um, so they can visit um, living-modern-rentals.com or they can go to Curl Evolution 
com, and those are both of my websites and um, follow me there or send a message and our team will forward it over. Perfect. Allison, really appreciate it. Uh, love the story. Love going from, you know, high school, uh, kicking, kicking, kicked out of high school to owning successful businesses, uh, growing a net worth, uh, having a family of four, teaching them all about uh, finances and not being uh, nervous about, you know, talking about money in front yeah. of your kids. Don't I be just, nervous. Just do yeah, it. <laughs> I, I, love, I love the story. So really appreciate it. Uh, definitely an inspiration. You have a fantastic rest of the day. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me on today. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like, uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out. And, uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.